I am Alana from Chicken House Press, and this is Writer's Chat. In all fairness, we should actually be rebranding this episode as Publisher's Chat rather than Writer's Chat, or like Magazine Publishing, or Talking Indie Presses, or something, you know, equally uninspired. But we are flipping the script today. I am not the one doing the interviewing. I am the interviewee. I had a student from the Centennial College Publishing Program reach out to me. They are required to interview publishing professionals for different assignments throughout their course. And um, they asked me because I actually published one of their poems in the June 2023 issue of Blank Spaces. So we had a little connection there. We've worked together a little bit on just featuring his work in the magazine. So he was looking for some insight. He came with 10 questions. And as they say, everything is content. So I asked him if I could record it. And you get to eavesdrop on my conversation with Michael Schmidt. Yeah, so I just have like um, ten. Yeah, so not many, just like basic questions about the industry and kind of like your role. Okay. Just for for the assignment. Um, thank you for doing this, by the way. Of course. Uh, so, how did you get started in the magazine slash indie publishing industry? Did you study it at all, or is it something you kind of fell into? No, no, it was it all stemmed from my own desire to write. So from a young age, I wanted to be a writer, I wanted to put books into the world. And then once I'd actually written a manuscript, I started doing the grind of submitting and, you know, trying to find an agent and reaching out to publishers. And it was a really discouraging process. And I got really frustrated and fed up. And I said, you know what, (laughs) I'm going to start my own publishing company. I'm going to do it myself and um, screw them. It was basically my attitude. So kind of all in that same breath, I thought if I'm going to start my own publishing company, I need to build a platform. So (laughs) what better way to build a platform than to produce a magazine and like suddenly bring in people, strangers into my little bubble. So really my inspiration for starting Blank Spaces was totally selfish. It was only to build a network that I could market my own book to, which sounds really sleazy when when I say it like that. But I mean, honestly, that's what it was. It turned into something totally different, but um, that was my motivation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thank you. So what is the most difficult aspect of managing a magazine or indie publisher, especially one that's volunteer-based? Probably finances. So, and that turns over into marketing, so, or publicity. I started with no capital and everything is volunteer run. It's a fine line to walk of how much work can I put on to a volunteer so that I don't burn those bridges? If I had the capital or the financing behind me, then I could actually invest in those volunteers and 
pay them a little bit to to get a bit more out of them. So um, I find there's a real roadblock with just getting word out about the magazine. I think that's the hardest, the hardest part. And then of course, production costs, because we do a print issue as well as digital. And I, I, I don't want to stop doing print because it's so beautiful and it's such a special keepsake for anyone that's in it. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's so expensive. So really, if we break even on an issue, I get, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm learning in my, my publishing program for magazines, break even. Um, so the flip side of that, what is your favorite part of running a magazine or indie publisher? I think it's the connections. It's the community that's building around blank spaces. So it's really neat to watch how contributors are connecting to each other, whether it's on social media or um, elsewhere, I guess, where I see it is social media, seeing them celebrate each other and follow each other beyond an issue that they're in together, I think is really special. There's like this blank spaces family. I think of it as a family that we're slowly, we're growing every year. And I, I just think that that's really special and probably not something that you find in a bigger publication where everyone mm-hmm. just kind of lost in the in the mess of of everything mm-hmm. so how many um duties or like roles do you have to carry out as like the the head publisher or editor-in-chief all of them <laughs> <laughs> many yeah i'm i'm wearing all the hats so i'm fielding mm-hmm. submissions responding to submissions i currently do all the layout ad sales, magazine sales, subscription sales. So everything. The only thing that goes out to the team are um, judging. So the quarterly contest, there's a volunteer team of judges who read and rate all those stories. And then there's a team of volunteer editors who once I've completed the layout and done an initial edit, like a simple quick edit, it goes to them and they do a more intensive, like there's some that focus specifically on just making sure the layout is clean, specific proofreaders, and then others that are more focused on structure. And, but the brunt of the, the work, the grind work <laughs> falls yeah, on me. For sure. Yeah. So I, I know from the, the chicken house press website that you launched it full time in 2021. So before that, was there another career that you had on the side besides the magazine to kind of yeah. get money in? Yeah. Yes, I worked um, I worked at a church. Um, my okay. title was Creative Communications. So I handled all of their their website and newsletters and bulletin and any print material, posters, all their graphic stuff, PowerPoint slides, like all of that kind of communication stuff. That's what I did. And I was there for almost 19 years okay and then I did I did the publishing stuff on the side it was a little side hustle and then I I was ready I was ready to work for myself fully yeah awesome I think you touched on this question uh what is the most difficult part of growing like a small indie press or a magazine in today's landscape visibility I think yeah yeah with with because without the capital to put behind a publicist or a marketing manager um because that could really turn things around for us but without that 
when so much is dependent on me and my time is spread so thin between all these projects <laughs> that I have going on within publishing, just to stay visible and stay stay front of mind for people is that's really hard to do. Because mm-hmm. there seems like there's a lot of um, like small magazines and publishers springing up, which is really great. But yeah, there's it's competing for space. I think there's space for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. But the ones who are louder are definitely getting more attention and um, yes. see, seeing more yes. success. So yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might have touched on this already as well. How did the magazine get started and what led you to start it? But I think you brought that up already. You said that you just wanted a space to network and publish your own your own writing. Yeah, and I, like, I built a simple website at first and just thought I'll put it out there. I'll see what happens. If anyone submits, awesome. If no one does, and I believe no one would because I I was nobody. Um, yeah. And I thought if no one does, I'll just publish a bunch of my own little stories and poems and it'll be a one-off. It'll like just an experiment and we'll call it done. But submissions haven't stopped <laughs> since 2016. So I don't know. I don't know if it was just the timing was right or or what, but um, I got submissions within probably a week of talking about it. Oh, wow. And I think Twitter was pretty hot and valuable then. It was a much different place than it is now. And I think it was a really great place for indie publishing and for indie writers. And it was a kind of a supportive, beautiful platform for that at that time. So I, I think it was just a sweet spot and a whole lot of luck because who know I I certainly didn't think that seven years later or eight years later whatever we're at that it would still be going strong but I, I mean that's exciting and encouraging mm-hmm. so what sorts of uh skills have you had to develop that are really important for the work that you do I think there's so many so or like the top maybe two or three probably pagination like layout design um making it look good on the page, I think is really important. I think part of what does set blank spaces apart is its look. It has its own style um, and that's been really consistent and um, I'm pretty diligent on on keeping that. So I've had to keep that kind of toned. And I, I think learning how to gently reject people has been important. And that's, that's, that's really hard. I hate saying no to anybody, but I, I think I've gotten really good at it, at being encouraging in my rejection and offering ideas or suggestions for other places that maybe their work would fit or things they could do to tweak it more for the blank spaces audience, just trying to be an encouraging place rather than just a flat no, because that doesn't help anybody. I think that that's a really important and hard, hard skill to master. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I just have uh, two more. So how has your job changed uh, since the pandemic, if at all? I don't think it has changed because I've always done things virtually. It's always just been in my own home office. When I send the finished layout to my editors, I'm sending them digital copies um, and they're making notes through um, Google Docs or or a program like that where they can annotate the PDF. So really, really nothing changed. 
subscriptions kind of stayed consistent. And I, I think in that way, we're very, very lucky. All right. One more little quick one. Um, if you had to say, do you prefer the magazine side of publishing or the book side? Oh, if you're talking about the work, I think I prefer yes. the, the book side. If you're talking about the impact, I prefer the magazine side because I feel like the influence I can have within the publishing world is much more broad and there's more opportunity for me to speak into the lives of more creatives, which is kind of what I, what I want is just to encourage art in Canada. So the magazine makes that more accessible to me. With book publishing, I'm working with a small number of authors very closely, which I really love, but I'm really only serving one or two at a time as opposed to the magazine where I can have a much wider reach. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's all the questions I have. Oh, great. Um, all right. Okay. Thank you, Elena. All right. Great to meet you. Yeah, you too. Okay. Thanks. Take care. If you have questions about the publishing industry, specifically the kind of publishing that I am doing through Chicken House Press, you can find lots about my story on the Chicken House Press website, chickenhousepress.ca. Look for the um, About the Publisher page. You'll see a lot there. You're also welcome to book a little chat with me if you have questions, if you want to dig a little deeper, if you want to know what this whole publishing thing is all about go to the contact page at chickenhousepress.ca. You will be able to book a free 15-minute chat with me. And um, there are no rules there. You can bring whatever questions you have. And um, maybe we'll see if we're a good fit to work together down the road. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope you found something of value here. And I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>